Welcome to another edition of the VRL USA podcast. This is Sid, and I have the full house today, um, Alan and Ravi. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Ah. And uh, we start on a bit of a somber note going into the Barcelona match with the passing of Barcelona's prior coach, they went from Tito to Tata, and uh, one of the reasons that uh, the reason that Tito had stepped down officially uh, was that he was suffering through cancer and um, had looked as if he had gotten through the first round of the disease, but um, as so often happens, it recurs and. Uh, we understood he had checked into a clinic, and uh, things went from bad to worse. So uh, certainly our thoughts are with the Barcelona family at large. Yeah, well, there will be, apparently, um, there will, of course, be a moment of silence before the match in El Madrigal on Sunday. And Villarreal announced that um, our players will be wearing black armbands as well as Barcelona's in his memory, which is a nice gesture and I think shows you how much people um, people really um, value him. Yeah, I think uh, he was... Uh, uh, just to remember, when he took over, I thought... There was some difference in uh, subtle differences in how Barcelona was playing up until then with uh, Guardiola, and when he took over, there were some subtle changes. I thought that's probably was the progression that they wanted to take the team, and you know he really took the took the season by storm. I think winning 11 out of 12 games, uh, first 12, something like that, and then you know and went on to win the league uh, 100 points, but. But the, the sad part is that I think towards the middle of the season by December or November of 2012 is when he first, they diagnosed our first uh, issue flared up. And I think ever from then on, he really couldn't spend time with the team. It was always uh, his assistants or someone doing the job. So it's one of those things, what, what would have happened had he not, if he didn't have this injury, uh, this illness, and if he was uh, normal, or if he was perfectly cured after the first incidents, uh, we might have seen a different uh, Barcelona uh, for all intents and purposes. But but it's a sad thing that it never he you could see what was being built, but you know he could never complete it. Yeah, yeah, it's just really really sad. Um, yeah, no, only 45 years old. Yeah, but. Yeah, I think that's the real. That's the nature of the beast. Yes, his he has two children, uh, and I believe one of his sons um, plays for Barcelona's youth team, under seventeen, I think. Um, so our thoughts are definitely with with his family and with everybody. So. Well, well. Um, going going from that, uh, the Malaga game doesn't look so bad. But um, no, <laughs> it was it was just in, game. in the in the sports context. Uh, again, I guess Villarreal has run into a few of those uh, beyond sports moments this season. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
on the pitch, Alan, that was that was an ugly game. Yeah, that was pretty dreadful. Um, you know, I don't know. I I I, I felt as though Malaga um, were nothing like the team we we played um, first time round. They really seemed to have a game plan. Um, were quite confident. Uh, knew what they were going to do. Just felt to me as though from the get go we didn't know we weren't playing in a in a formation that we usually play. Um, and if the purpose of doing the four two three one was to try and give us more control in midfield, which is what Marcelino said afterwards he had in mind, it was a dismal failure because from the beginning Malaga just sort of passed their way around us and we couldn't do anything. Um, they pressed us high. When we got the ball to Trigero Sircani in the middle of the pitch, um, they would try a pass that was just completely wayward. I mean, I don't think I've seen Connie and have such a poor half in, in quite a while. I think he completed two passes the whole half. And um, Jeremy Perbay was sort of, actually, to say it was an island, it was sort of like an island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. I mean, he was just completely isolated, couldn't couldn't do anything. So, yeah, it was pretty dreadful. Um, everybody seemed to have a pretty bad game, to be quite honest. I mean, I thought Mario um, had a poor game. Um, Masaccio um, didn't play that well either. I think he and Asenjo both could feel a little um, guilty at the first goal. Um, and it just, um, you know, nobody played well. And I just didn't feel as though the coach made the right had the right lineup out there or the right formation and I don't know if our players were looking ahead to Barcelona or if they're looking ahead to the summer or what but it just it just nothing worked so you know well I don't know I think uh you know I watched most I watched the second half and most of the first half um or or part of the first half I I do think that you have to give credit to Malaga I think they you know for so many of us have a bad game. It can't be us. It has to be, it has to be a big yeah, part I, I of would, it. Has I would agree with that. I think Malaga, yeah, they, they played very well. And I don't yeah, know. and I think you look at the, the, the scenario before the game. I think they came in, uh, I think, with 38 points, and the win would pretty much seal pro, like permanency in the Liga for them. And they probably well, circled they it. They needed the game a heck of a lot more than we did. Well, yeah. that, that is that, that is That's true. Cool. And I think, and they came out, I mean, you know, the the way they came out, as, as Alan was pointing out, pressing us, and pretty much they had a targeted plan on what they wanted to do. And early goal made it really easy for them, I think, to mm-hmm. execute their plan. Um, I, you know, it's one of those things where I think you come up with, you come with a plan for this game, and then once they score the first goal, it's out of the window. Um, it, it happens to any team. It happens to a lot of teams. So, yeah, I, I would, you know, I know that a lot of our guys uh, didn't play as well as we have seen them play, but I think a lot of it is probably due to how Malaga played and how they really hunted us. I mean, they, they was even in the second half, they were really having a lot of possession, even when they had that guy sent off for a stupid foul or a stupid <laughs> gesture. Yeah, um, Amarabat, uh, he was playing well. You know, you know, he was sent off. Even but, then, we we really had, I think, only one one weak shot on target after like the last fifteen yeah. minutes when we played with the man in man in advantage. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I think that, but I think 
All of that is true, but I still think that that there was a lack of intensity that we showed at the beginning, and maybe and and, and stayed with. And I think, yeah, maybe we were sort of surprised by how Malaga came out, but we never came to grips yeah. with the game. And that, you know, that kind of thing is, is, you know, from from the, I mean, watching the first five minutes, even before the goal, um, Malaga were just, you know, passing the ball all over the place in pretty triangles. And when we got it, it was basically just kick the ball forward. <laughs> we, we didn't yeah, I mean, no plan. yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm not saying that, that, excuses us from our bad performance but i think it's more like it's one of those i think once it starts snowballing it just they could never get out of that once they gave up the early goal um from that and then malaga just grew in confidence and kept playing i think the crowd also played a big part i thought that they were up for the game and a very loud stadium yeah i thought that i yeah no question i just i just thought that it was um it was disappointing to wait all weekend for you know for Monday to come and then oh yeah <laughs> basically it was just like why did I you know <laughs> I mean you know I wasted two hours of my life watching this this was this was just not a very good performance uh, <clears throat> I also thought um, though that um, okay I mean I don't I don't really admittedly we've with Uche and Gio both being out we've we've struggled. I, and um, Marcelino maybe not wanting to go with Gio for for the whole ninety minutes, but I don't know. It just seemed that that well, uh, and I, I think in Marcelino's defense, also he knows Gio is up for the next game. That's so. right, exactly. So yeah, so I understand that, um, but the um, it just didn't seem as though we had the um, the right personnel out there. I. I I hate to keep harping on Jome Costa, but you know we really needed Jokic out there um, to to try and close down that side. I think um, that was a real problem for us. Overall, though, I think maybe what what we saw was um, one of the commentators noted that I think Malaga is like the oldest team in La Liga average age, and Villarreal is the youngest, and maybe some of that some of that youth came out um, in this game because it, it did feel like we sort of lost our way very early and, and could never get it back. And maybe, you know, that's, that's an experience issue. Um, you know, I think, I think um, it was very difficult for our, for our experienced players, Connie and Bruno, especially to have any influence on the game. And that, that was, you know, credit to Malaga for basically um, closing, closing them down. It, it kind of reminded me. I'm sad to say of some of the games in our toward, in the tail end of our relegation season, where I think teams figured out if they just sort of closed down Borja Valero, we didn't have anybody that could pass the ball, and that's kind of what it looked like at times. I mean, I think I, I think that's a good point, and I feel like that's what happened to us in the second half to an extent. Is that our style is more people know, people have studied, and it. And we have to find answers to it. I think Marcelina has to find answers to it next year at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. It's going to be – obviously, there were injuries and uh, there was a huge effect was like, you know, Connie's absence and uh, Gio's absence for sustained periods. But I also mm-hmm. think to an extent, they, you know, people know how we play. And, and I think that 
because we weren't been in, we we haven't been in Primera for a season and and our style has completely or very much changed from two three years ago. So mm-hmm. it was I think the first half success part of it can also be attributed to that the novelty thing that you know people watch videos and all that but until you play and you see it on the field it's a then you get a different feel for it. So I think second half we had we needed that adjustments from us. I think we probably weren't able to make those changes in the like progressions to make make our game so uh, you know be a step ahead maybe and and I think that also has an effect and that's the reason why our second half has been it's been so hard to get points. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think the other thing too I was thinking about today because I was writing about kind of you know looking at our roster for the summer and what will we do. I think that in January, I mean, the, the previous two transfer windows, we made a lot of moves because we had to. Last January, we didn't. We we sort of, we, we were, you know, doing well at the time in the league, and we sort of didn't, it was like we didn't really see anybody we really wanted, so we'll make a couple of, of you know, loan moves to, to add to the roster, but we're, you know, we didn't make any any big changes, and as it happened, of course, then we ended up having a bunch of injuries um, after the after the window closed. So, I think if we had if we had felt we had needed to be more aggressive in in January, I mean, who knows what we would have done? But um, the fact that we it was just sort of bad timing, you know, the fact that we yeah, you know, ended up getting people that that were kind of going to be pretty much sort of fill in roles, and then we had injuries that we couldn't work around, um, you know, with the center backs issue being one. And then, um, you know, then, um, this, then Gio and uh, Uche being, being the other, well, we hadn't planned for, for that. So, you know, that, that kind of thing happens. And, and, uh, yeah, I think, you know, that again, I think we had a good squad, as you said, going into the, like, getting near the deadline and and then you know we added a couple of pieces and it at that time it looked like okay we're going to be in the five or four places um uh, all season or, or we were in fifth or sixth at that time and 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 we were yeah, probably going to fight for fourth uh but but as i said i think the injuries have made it harder and obviously you know we lost points to betis at home and um and I can't remember. Like I think Malaga was before that, before the break. But, but yeah, we lost too many points at home. I think that that's another thing that we probably. I, I I think the two previous previews I wrote, I mentioned that saying that we need to look, investigate that, and do better at home. I think I think yeah. that's that's a feedback for next season is that we can't be losing points to Getafe and in Betis at home, in Malaga at home. I think. Um, Keep going down the list, Celta. Celta. We, yeah, Elche, we drew. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, there's a lot, and it's it it's it's a big difference between even. Um, well, again, if we if we go back to to the standings and things, and you compare, you know, look at us versus Athletic, we are one point behind Athletic in away form. Mm-hmm. It's it's the home we're form that's been ahead of Sociedad on the away form, and we were ahead of Atletic most of the year on the away form. It's been the past few performances. Yep. And, and also, you you have to look at it and say, okay, when we built this uh, the team, uh, when the team the way it was constituted, 
does it really have like i mean the question always comes up is that you know why is it is it a roster that can go to the champions league i mean i i think at the beginning of the season i don't think anybody thought this no. team was no. going to go to the champions league but obviously during the season it you know the early season it felt like okay we're winning games we're winning three points like and some of them was also I think I think what you're saying Ravi is some of that whitewashed some of the concerns which we still had about the squad mm-hmm. but probably yeah it's some sort of paper results tend to do that yeah results yeah you know if you look at the game against Almeria the first game of our season I don't think we should have won that game to be honest, I think um, it, it probably was a draw. So there were a few results like that. We we were getting the results, and yeah. and 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 a lot of times we weren't really playing a lot yeah. of possession football like we used to do in the past. Like we used to dominate possession, at least at home. I think if you look at the numbers this year, uh, there were very few games where we dominated like more. They had more than 55 or close to 60 percent possession at home. Our mm. style has changed. It's a lot more counter-attacking, rapid transition from defense to attack base. And I think all of that means that it, it's also one of those, it's a type of football like, the, you know, it's sort of like the what I call reactive type football, where if you are that way and, you know, you face another team, which is, which is comfortable defending that type of football, it becomes hard. You have to create and... I think mm-hmm. in some games we did, but I think for the most part we need to figure that out next season. Uh, I think that if, if because next season, we'll say we're going to be in the Europa League playoff, um, finishing seventh. I think that's probably the Rio game is probably going to ensure us that position, the seventh, um, forgetting about every other game. Um, so, so if we are there, then I think we'll probably pass the playoff because we'll probably get a pretty weak team at that point um, now we have two competitions and then the Copa del Rey so we need a team that can that can sustain all these um, anyway we'll have time to talk about that don't want to digress yeah well if you finish in seventh you've got multiple playoff rounds too right so. yeah you've got you've got one I mean in a way I'd say that's better because I think in our in a way it means that instead of playing preseason friendlies we'll play those yep. Four additional official games. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Now, yeah, we got to hope for an Omari bore along the way. Right. Um, I yeah. Overall, I mean, I think going back to where we thought we'd be at the when we talked at the beginning of the year, I think um, I I had written down. I I found it the other day what I had predicted. I said fifty-five points, and that's exactly where we'll be if if I'm right about the last four games. I had yeah, um, I think we'll be. I probably predicted that our similar win against Rio, but um, but you know it's how we got there is not. I, I think I had I had us being much more even over the course of the season. Um, you know we we got off to a start that was better than expected, and we've struggled down the end. Um, you know you're t- talking about the teams that are comfortable defending against us. I mean, you know, the Levante match is a perfect example of that where, yeah. um, you know, we there we did have about, what, 70% possession. And, and, we yet, didn't and yet we didn't really do a whole lot with that possession and, you know, and, you know, won on the last kick of the game or the last header of the game. Yeah, it's pretty uh, much like breaking down, like breaking down uh, 
two lines of four. Like if everybody's de- like Levante was defending like you know with mm-hmm. all ten people in their half and two lines of four just outside their box. Um, to to break that down, you definitely need a lot more like skilled players that can do those runs and then try to do the the slip in a pass through the through those crowded lines. So, so that always takes patience and and a lot of talent and. I don't know we have that consistent talent in the team like that can do that game in game out. Yeah, I mean I think and again that comes down partly to to um the age of the roster in some ways too because you know I look at I look at a player like uh like Oliver or or Moy who you know they're they're um you know excellent players in terms of in terms of their skill set but in terms of experience, I mean, you know, Oliver um, all the time it's, tries to do too much, or or he doesn't realize how quickly he's getting closed down compared to you know when he was when he was playing in, in the youth levels. Um, it just takes time. It just takes time to get used to those sorts of things. And and you know, in, in his case, and also you know, to to some degree with Moyes. Um, you're, you're learning on the job as it is, and you know these are guys that are that are playing in the first team at, at a very young age, and that that happens. Um, anyway, I guess we should probably talk about Barcelona, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. The game. The game will be a little bit overshadowed, and um, of course, who knows? Barcelona has to just keep on plugging away in the hope that. Uh, yeah. Let- drops points in one of the next three matches. Um, so all eyes, both from the Villarreal standpoint and Barcelona, will be on the match prior, right? Which is Valencia Atletico, which which, which scares me in, in, in as much as Valencia um, often can get up to play these really, really you know games against big teams. Um, but cert- you know, certainly are a wounded animal after the midweek performance. But but uh, this token yeah. maybe maybe conserving a bit for that return leg. So yeah, and the other thing is is that you know I mean it's always hard to tell. I think I think when you're when you're ahead looking at the team chasing you, you're always afraid of what they're going to do. And you know you can also look at the Valencia record this season and just say you know they really. Ha- they really haven't been able to put things together consistently, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll certainly be happy if if uh, it's a, if it's anything other than a Valencia win. I'll I'll, I'll say, but but it's a uh, quite a tasty Saturday yeah. as well. Valencia yeah. Atletico, Athletic Sevilla, which yeah, more or less could decide. I think all of play. these on Sunday, right? Or Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday, yeah, yeah. Atletique Sevilla, um, Sevilla have right. to win that right. to really have any chance to take fourth. And and again, did they're they, in the same did, situation did where they where they've got to, you know, they they've got the uh, Europa League semi second leg coming up later in the week. So yeah, it's interesting. I don't, you know, from our standpoint, the Barcelona match. I mean, I don't, I have no idea how Barcelona will react to. Um, you know everything that's happened um, with 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 Tito. I I don't know. Um, I don't know that you can really look at it that way. I think typically. And, and, and to be honest, they didn't react very well to the Copa del Rey loss because they were they were not 
not very sharp against Athletique and perhaps fortunate to win that match at home. Right, right. I think um, I think the the thing is we you know as I look at the match we usually play Barcelona pretty well. I mean we we are usually up to play them at at El Madrigal certainly, and as we if we remember the game um, that we played there, you know we really could have gotten the point out of that one if that was the Mario handball it was a joke penalty um that you know was was kind of critical for them um you know i think we'll i think we'll certainly play much better i i hope than we did against malaga um i'm still not sure though given all the injuries that we have at the moment how we'll, how we'll do i um, uh, one sh- thing though is that uh, that Barcelona match we played there, uh, there was no Messi, and I think if you look at what happened the other day against Athletic, everything was done like it looked like they had no chance, or you know they were down a goal and then Messi pulled something Messi out. Messi steps up, yeah, I know. Uh, so you know, definitely there is no Neymar now, but I think um, the I think Messi is more a lot more dangerous than Neymar at this stage. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and I think the you know I know Barcelona has a number of problems in their back line too, but the question is, can we exploit that? And I'm not sure that we really can. I think that's the, you know, I think I think they can get away with with um, some injuries in the back um, because we're not going to possess the ball that much. <laughs> you know, that's that's typically what happens when you play them. So you know, I don't know. I I I think we'll I think we'll give a good go of it. I'm I'm not expecting to get anything out of it. If if we get a point, I'll be delighted. But I'm not expecting it. Mm-hmm. Well, and and something else to keep in mind from that perspective is they certainly will have to go for it if it's laid on, and they yeah. have not been able to. You know, if the score is level at, at whatever it is, so. There, there. I would say there's a reasonably strong chance that one side or the other will win the match, just because of Villarreal not being too concerned if we don't get anything versus one point, and Barcelona really needing the three. Because if they if they drop points again, that that may be it. Much it, yeah, probably. Yeah, so. Yeah, the thing for them is that they will uh, know the result of the the previous game by the time mm-hmm. they kick off. So. Not sure how much impact that'll have, but say Valencia take points off of Atletico, which I don't, see, which I see is very like less likely, uh, which is not likely to happen. If they do take off points, then I think Barcelona definitely will 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 probably have an extra boost, saying that they can win this game and then control their own destiny at that point. Yeah. Um, but if Atletico wins, which I think is the likelihood. Do they control their own destiny? No, if can, if, if yeah. Atletico drop points. Yeah, because well, Barcelona have to play. Madrid is still like. ahead of them. So oh. what they can do is help Madrid win the league. Uh, Barcelona winning the league is very low odds. No, at this Barcelona point. hosts Atletico the last game of the season. That's correct, but Madrid have a game in hand and are two yeah, points behind. Yeah, they do. That's true. So Madrid is actually ahead of Barcelona, assuming Madrid. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so Barcelona winning the league is very low odds. They could, they could hand the league to Real Madrid in what would be one of the. I mean, I don't. Think, yeah, well, Madrid also needs to win their three games, so or four games. No, plus. I, 
and no no one no one is thinking that way. I'm just I'm just oh, yeah. saying that Barcelona are Sorry, definitely yeah. The yeah, technically yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, I don't think they control Okay, well look, I you know, I okay, I I I think probably what's going to happen is we're going to go into the game and Atletico will probably have drawn with Valencia. That's what I think. So, you know, so you know, Barcelona may get some may get some pickup from that, but regardless they know going in they have to win, and I, I agree with you. You know, and then you know if Atletico really draw versus Valencia, I mean, yeah. and we probably know going in that Valencia dropped points, and and then you yeah, know, we... yeah, exactly. I mean, I I don't think I <laughs> well, think... And of course Valencia visits the Bernabeu next week, right. so I mean, right? <laughs> we may we may back into this much more than we will. Uh... Do anything. I think. Him. I think. I, I. I heard someone say this right after the Malaga game. Someone frustrated was saying, "It's. It's more likely we will finish seventh because of Valencia than because of us." Um, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, to be fair, though, we built the lead, so obviously this Correct. is the time to use it. Yeah, but I, you know, it's still, a little, it's still a little frustrating though, where that you are. I mean, it's not. You hate to kind of back into things. I mean, yes, I agree. We got the lead fair and square, but you, you kind of like to finish seven to ten points ahead of them, not just you know one or something. Um, well, here's your chance for a flourish, then, Alan. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think it would. I think it would be. Um, it certainly would be a flourish if if we if we um, won this match. But you know, I I don't think I don't think we will. I. I guess what I hope is that we come out of it with some with some renewed confidence going into Sevilla the next week. Because yeah, I, think, I think I think we could take a point or or even win there because they're gonna you know, they will have played in midweek. We won't have. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and they've they've had some the money down on the opposite of that, but well, I mean whatever. the I'm I'm afraid of Sevilla right now. That is the team I would not want to play. Well, you, it's one week is a long time, so we'll see. They'll play three games now before we play them. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, what I'm saying, look at look at their schedule. They, you know, they will have played they'll have played Valencia twice. They'll have played Athletic Club and then us. I mean, I just think, I mean, you know, if, if they run the table on that, great. But I, I think the odds are that. They're going to have a have a down game at some point. It might well, well, I think more than Sevilla, I think I see likely us getting a point in Anoeta in the last week of the season, and probably beating or getting a point against uh, Rio at home. So I think those are the two games I see that we get points. Um, Barcelona well, and I, Sevilla. I, I think we have to beat Rio. If we beat Rio, then then everything's fine, right? I mean, yeah. As, good, unless good, Valencia win four straight, and if, if Valencia win four straight, including at the Bernabeu and at home against Atletico Madrid, I think we just have to throw up our hands and say, "Okay, great, great job, guys." Much as we hate you, <laughs> but but I think I think that yeah. which 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 kind of brings the point also that you were saying earlier is we don't really need a point from a game. We need we need three points from a game. Yep, we, we need be. one win and any drop points are there, so yeah, that does exactly right. Yeah, so. well. But I was going to say, good thing Bio is safe because that would not have been an easy game otherwise. The way they're playing now. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, and I think um, I think Valencia. You know, 
I mean, see, you, you look at their form all season. It is they've never really gotten it together to win four straight or or make a real run. So, you know, I'm not that. I'm I'm glad we have seven points in hand. And I think we should feel fairly confident. But I would feel even better if when we kick off um, on Sunday, Valencia have dropped points to Atletico. Well, of course, they have three away wins all year, but one was at the Bernabeu. I mean, at the Camp Nou. No, Camp Nou. So go figure with that. Yep. But, um, anyways, so uh, getting getting back to our game, what what do we what do we what do we think you do with the lineup after the oddball version well, last? Well, I think I think probably we. To me, I would just go back to our regular four four two and and try. Um, so Gio and Joan Roman up front. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> G, I, well, I guess we have to go Gio and, and Per Bay. I mean, this is really a game where if, if you had Uche, you would you would I think you would appreciate him because he's got the got the speed to run at people. Um, you know, <laughs> but I think probably I think probably um, Gio and, and Per Bay. Yeah, we need a center forward in this game because it's going to be they have a bad or a old keeper who's not that mobile and their defense isn't very good. Uh, he's given up a lot of goals off set pieces, so it's always good to have Perbe or Uche yeah. if he can go. I, I I wouldn't go into this game with uh, Johnny and Gio as starters. If um, yeah, I think I think. I think we would expect Gio and Perbe, and then and Aquino had such a brilliant game um, when we faced one of the other big teams in Real Madrid early yeah. in the season. Yeah. Um, kind of, I, would I guess, an interesting question for for a longer discussion about where where we see Aquino fitting in because it looks like he's he's unlikely to make the World Cup squad this year. Right. Um, what what do we what do we think about the wingers and then is this Bruno and Manu so that we have more possession? If you remember, Manu was kind of the focal point of our team uh, at Camp Nou, and Barcelona did a pretty good job shutting him down. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I you know I, I think we of, need. To... Go ahead, Alan. No, I'm just thinking. I. I think we probably um I think we have to have Aquino on that one side. Probably Aquino and Connie, though I'm not convinced that's a good idea. Um I, I still think he, he looks really rusty after his long layoff and and everything. But but he always play he plays well against Barcelona. So maybe Connie and, and Aquino and yeah, I'm not convinced of maybe Pina and Bruno. I don't know. I'm I think sure. it's I think it's Pina and Bruno, Aquino and sorry, Pina, Bruno, Connie, Trigueros. Pina, Bruno, Connie, Trigueros. Oh, okay. So you're gonna leave Aquino off? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't put much stock into the game we played like eight months ago. Um, I think that was one of his first games in Primera, and you know, I think I haven't seen him play that well again. Um, uh, so. Uh, so yeah, but but he he was an impact player in our big games in the. Segunda. But but I think he, 
Well, Segunda is different. I, I think Primera is different. I don't think he will be... I mean, he can definitely... I'm not saying he, he can't have impact, but I would rather go with uh, with Trigueros, with Bruno Prina in the middle, and Kami out wide. That also gives us a way to switch formation within the game if we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think I'll probably go for that. Okay, and then in back, uh, and and who knows what news of Chechu Dorado at this point? Yeah, but I okay, I well, Gabriel I just... played well in the first time with Barcelona, mm-hmm. right? Which is still four or five months away, but. Um, well, and he played very well against Atletico. Was, yeah, was first game. Yeah. But um, looks like Pontic is certainly ahead of him. And then uh, looks like Allen has come over to the Jokic camp yes. on the uh, yes. wingback. Yeah, I think I think Jokic... Um, you know, I'm not sure about um, Pontic versus Gabriel, but I guess since Pontic has been getting more playing time of late, I'll expect him. Um, I think, I think positionally he's, I don't think he has the, um, one-on-one, um, close the man down ability that, that Gabriel has shown, but I think positionally he's, he's a little, he's a little better. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, what you're concerned about Barcelona is they're moving into channels. Exactly, and space. you're not you're not looking so much at the one on at the one on one you know counterattack kind of thing, which mm-hmm. where Gabriel I think is really good. So I think Masaccio and and um, and uh, Pontic and then Mario on the right um, seems to be seems to be the best thing. I just think we've got to play Jokic on that on that other side because. You know he's he's got the strength and um, and to to really um, stop runs down that side where Jomi Costa doesn't and you know the I I I'm really not happy though with with um, Ravi's formation because I I think we I think we need Aquino because I think we need somebody with some speed that can run it um, that can run. Um, into space when we, you know, when we get possession and, and can run forward. I just, I think we need more speed than what I, what I see you with Trigueros over there. So that's my, that's my pitch for Aquino. Plus he tracks back very well and tackles mm-hmm. well, which is not something that Manu does. Yeah, Manu mm-hmm. does nothing defensively. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think, I think when you're playing a team like Barcelona that, you know, work so hard to win the ball back. You've got to work hard to win it back against them, and that that is why I think that Aquino is 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 important. Which kind of reminds me of you know the arguments we used to make for Hernan Perez all the time, and now it looks like we may have him back. That's a that's an excellent move there, Alan. But I will take your predictions first, and we can sign off with that. Oh, okay. I'm going to say uh, uh, you go going go ahead, Alan. I'm going to say 2-1 to Barcelona. I was going to take that, but I'll fix a diff- find a different one. Um, well, well so I'll say 3-1 if you'd rather take 2-1. I just No, I, you can take 2-1. I'll take... I, uh, I'll take... I'll take uh, 0-2. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to take 0-2. Well, you so... <laughs> um, how about 0-0? Ooh. Okay, well, you know. 
see. Asenho maybe uh, makes another pitch. So, uh, All right. speaking of him as well, I guess the two pieces that we have been hearing about, in addition to the many more, uh, are that we are trying to negotiate with Asenho, meaning with Atletico, and, and see if his loan deal can't become permanent. Um, right, and do we... Have, and obviously having negotiated, I think we had said it was $5 million or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is probably not something we would be paying, particularly considering the um, quality of keepers that we've developed. And, of course, Mourinho mm-hmm. being on, on buyback as well. But... Um, the other thing is about Hernan Perez coming back, and what did what did you uh, read of that, Alan? It was a little bit difficult to make out exactly uh, how that deal was structured, but it, I guess interesting because we knew of how injury prone he was. Yeah, and unfortunately, it sounds like Olympiacos did too. Um, yeah, apparently, what happened was there was a clause in the contract in in our transfer agreement with Olympiacos that said that if if he were injured in the first six months, that um, he could, they could basically send him back to us. And I don't know if there's any sort of prorated thing for the transfer fee, or if they get it all back, or we keep it, or whatever. I don't know. But um, apparently, what happened was in the last, I think it was like the last game of the Greek season, he tore up his knee, um, and so the clause was really in there, as as you know, because. Hernan was always, um, you know, battling um, along the wing and, and getting, you know, he had a, his share of um, injury that way. I don't remember hurting his score. I guess he did. I guess he did several years ago, though, didn't he? I think he, I think he had a knee injury maybe when he first came over from Paraguay or something. But, um, but anyway, yeah, they, they um, told us that they were sending him back. So it, it sounds as though realistically he will he would not be able to play for anybody until about you know probably january next year anyhow so for the moment he's he's a you know he's he's a name on the roster but i don't i don't think we'll be able to count on him in the fall or count on moving him in the fall so mm-hmm. and what 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 i had seen was that they had to pay some Whatever installment they already paid is is what we keep, and the rest of it that we, we ah, don't. Okay. Collect. Yeah. Ravi, any any well, insight I, from your background? No, I think yeah, I think what that's similar to what I heard. It's just that clause, and you know he got hurt. And, and I think have you heard or seen of something like that before? What? It seems a little bit unusual. Well, it seems unusual, but it rarely happens that after a deal somebody gets hurt right away. Um, okay. It doesn't happen so often, uh, and then yeah. it's one of those one-off cases that happens once every four or five years or something. Then and that we notice. Well, you know, in- well, although of course it happened to Rossi, and I wonder if you know. I mean, in the Fiorentina deal, of course, I probably the reason they didn't put a, a put back like that in there, not that they would have sent him back anyway, given the start he had to the season. But you know, the the price was fairly low. And so maybe in Olympiakos' case, but I think they, yeah. they, it happened to him a long after the transfer, right? He was transferred in last uh, uh, winter transfer window, and That's so right, yeah. the injury. He was, 
he was rehabbing. He was rehabbing. Yeah, so the they they already yeah, took a took a flyer on yeah. him. Um, yeah, so they were taking so, a flyer on him and by by buying him in the first place, and and we were yeah yeah. yeah I, um, I think so. So the thing is that uh, it's a, it's an ACL injury, so I think it normally takes about six months yep. to come back. Um, like the like the probably the most uh, in good good scenarios. But I don't know how bad it is. You know, if they're saying end of the year, that I I'm surprised that they're saying it's going to be eight months, eight and a half months. Um, well, no, I'm just thinking from I'm just thinking from the standpoint of right now it's the end of April. So if it, if it takes six six months, um, you're at the earliest you're at the end of October, and you know I. And we still have a couple of months there, so I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking that it, it's it's well, certainly it's certainly a dilemma that Villarreal did not figure they would have to deal with. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I to be perfectly honest, I mean, we've all we've all you know like like Ernan, um, but we've always struggled with the sort of to develop the sort of player that he is, and it felt as though he was sort of the odd man out in the numbers game on our, on our wing. And now he's back again. So, right. You know. But, but of course we'll have two less players at the same time next year, assuming that there's no further roster moves with the loanees. So, and you know, the question we were asking at the time of the loanees is, did we really need these two guys if we could have just held on to our non? So, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I think well, the loanees were, I think we're probably going to try to get Oliver again, though, aren't we? I mean, I I, I thought that was we had or requested. Or John Roman, I don't know. I I always thought that these loans were mostly to look at and see if mm-hmm. we can get them for next year. Like it's sort of like a trail, um, yeah, like a you know, low be. cost trail that that you will run it for six months and see what we can what what we see in these guys. If we like, we'll either sign them or get them for long term loan deal, um, right. a longer term loan deal. Um, oh, well, I'm I'm sure we'd love to have Oliver. Um, I've also heard that we're looking at Afalai. Um, Barca is going to off- offload him. I'm, I'd be interested in a player like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that was, that was that was a rumor also. It's better. I mean, he's probably more uh, finished product than uh, John Roman or, or Oliver at this point. Uh, but maybe yeah. Oliver has more upside, but. But, but Afalai has more experience, certainly. More experience. Um, yeah, yeah. Although he hasn't played it for like two years, but I think he definitely is a more player. Well, he knows where the pitch is. Um, yeah. Robbie, let me ask. Let me ask you something. If you, because I'm, I'm really curious. Of um, the B team has been struggling of late, and I, I just wanted to know: Have you heard anything about the, um, the Mexican guy whose name I can't pronounce, Espericueta or whatever? Espericueta. So I have, yeah. What, yeah. what is going on with him? Because he's not seeing any playing time. Is there any story there? No, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any insight into that. So we're going to change the coach again. Like uh, Planaguma is going to leave this end of the season. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think they're saying that the C team coach is going to be beat promoted uh, yeah, in the he, summer. He's, he's basically taken them from relegation fodder to, you know, if we had appointed him a month earlier, the, the, they'd be in the playoff hunt. It seems, although they yeah. couldn't go anywhere since the B team is blocking them. But um, yeah, it just seems like the B team is really, um, you know, we've we got some players that we were really excited about, and then you know the one guy um, Flores goes back to Peru, and then 
Esperiqueta just sort of disappears. Um, you know, so it seems like next year that's got to be a real push to, to get those guys back. To yeah, I think next year probably will be the push. I think this year was more also making sure the. I think the biggest goal was making sure we stay in Primera. I think next year will be the real deal for, for like okay, we need to get this uh, B team to Segunda, and I think that yep. that real push will come next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And according according to the stats that we can see. As you say, Alan, he's played a total of 62 minutes. Yeah, right. It's like for for a guy who's a Mexican youth international who made a big, you know, big you know, a lot of fuss about when we when we signed him. It's like 62 minutes is not really very much. <laughs> I think a lot of times these, I mean, at at that level, it's hard to gauge based on one league to another. Mm-hmm. One yeah. versus. Uh, so I think maybe they just found that oh, either he either needs fitness or some level of speed or something that for Segunda Segunda B. So yeah, uh, hopefully he gets a full run next season with the new coach, and we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see so, what happens. But on that yawning note, I think uh, we'll we'll call it a wrap for this one, and uh, hopefully we'll be back. That yawn was actually just a comment on the Malaga match, you see. It was just a little late. So uh, we'll be back next week to uh, have a full wrap of the Barcelona match and look ahead at the rest of the season and maybe beyond that. Sounds good. For Alan and Ravi, this is Sid and Devon Villarreal.